Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of Take It or Leave It. I'm one of your hosts, Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals in anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you could you, you could take it or leave it. <clears throat> Nailed it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is not our intro. It felt but right. But that's okay. It felt right, yeah. Wait, was that so not anyway. it? Well, you say take it, and then I say or leave it. Remember? Oh, it felt okay. That makes sense because it felt wrong coming out. I think that's why I stuttered. Yeah, right? I think my it brain is. was like, "No, yeah. you've gone too far." But yeah, yeah, okay. but Not close far. enough. As as our audience members that are in here are saying, "Close enough, close enough." Sweet. What is that that they say? Close is good, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. No. That isn't it either. And Something apple. about horseshoes and grenades. Yes. If you throw a horseshoe close enough, you get a point. There you go. So that Sweet. only counts in horseshoes and grenades. Gr- okay. If you throw a grenade close enough, I think you're screwed <gasps> too. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, I just learned something. It's grenade. What did you think it was? Grenade? <laughs> You know what? You're laughing, but I bet that I, I bet let's, you know what? F, we're going to pull the audience right now. Who thought it was grenade? Raise your hand. <laughs> Can you imagine the troops being like, throw another grenade? <laughs> I am going to throw a grenade right at your face. Grenade coming in. Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm crying. I'm crying. No, not that. (laughs) Listen, does anybody here have my back? Dang, dude. No, not one. Not one person. Ah, ah, Wait, so uh, you're you're telling me that everybody says grenade? Because it's a grenade. That's why they say it. I don't like it. Oh, throw a grenade. I just, I peed a little. Some snot came out of a left nostril. I teared. I love it. We, you know what? We are off to a great start. Grenade. 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 Let me throw a grenade. Yeah. That's how I will continue to say it forever. So. Okay. Great. Grenade. I don't like that. It's too, it's like Granada. I don't like it. All right. I, okay, Terry says I say it like Tiff. Grenade. <laughs> Terry's my dog. The uh is subtle. It's subtle. 
Oh, that is too much. That's that was that was a great way to start the day. Yes. Yeah, so now, glad. if you can hear that in the background, that would be the puppy that we just purchased. No, we didn't purchase. Well, you have to pay the Humane Society, but the puppy that we just what did they say adopted? We um, adopted a dog. Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Um, So we now have Ruth, a puppy named Kiki. (laughs) I I think I I figured it out. If you don't have enough chaos in your life, (laughs) you seek it out. You're like, this isn't enough. I need something else. To, to panic about and to like same same um what the fuck Meredith listen do you know that the other night Dave was sitting on the couch and I walked up to him and I go do I think that we're chaos addicts yeah I think we're chaos junkies if we don't have constant chronic chaos in our lives I think we panic and yep. we seek it out like a heat seeking missile. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, cuz why wouldn't why wouldn't we get a puppy in the middle of all of this? No. That's <laughs> just when I think <laughs> something is going to fall off the corner of your plate. Like it's going to fall off and destroy the floor. You're mm-hmm. like, let's put another meatball on. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. just see how much more we could get on here. I cannot. Yeah. I mean, I relate, but not in the form of animals. Mine's like dye well, my hair. Mm. Yeah, you do. You are a hair. When you have those feelings, you definitely go to your hair and dye it, change it up, do different things. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. No. Oh so this had been a, a thought for a while since Daphne passed away. To bring a new puppy in. Um, and of course, we didn't think that the most appropriate time would be until we were in the middle of a move. That, okay. And we were starting new businesses and we had um, just what? so much going on. Meredith, what business? Yes. So we started another business. So, you know, the laundromat. Okay. Hold on a second, please. I'm late. I'm what? I can't. I can't. What are, you, what are we going to try? What are you doing? The, everything is working. It was a little you glitchy, named, but. You named the dog Kirkland? Yeah. Af, after the store? I'm, I, I can't. Hold on. Dave said to hold on. He needs a timeout. So same. I need coffee, dude. I can't take this no caffeine. I need caffeine for days like this because every time I talk to you, we adopted a child. We purchased a bungalow. We got a new Jeep Wrangler. I'm running for president of the United States. I did an elective arm amputation. What? Can Can we keep going? Okay. Dave is, I don't know what Dave's doing. He's plugging things in. He's moving things around, but he said that we can keep going. All right. So yes, we named the dog Kirkland after the brand from Costco because Costco is my favorite place on earth. 
but we're calling her Kiki for short because the kids wanted to name the dog Aubrey Graham after Drake. And I vetoed that. But one of Drake's song is I know Kiki. No. Do you love me? Ew, that brings me back to the pandemic, doesn't it? So we call her Kiki, but it's really Kirkland. Oh, I love that. That makes sense. I'm I'm right? happy for you. Yeah. And the new business that we just started was with the laundry mat. We have added a lin- linen rental service. So we will now service all of your linen needs, whether it, you are having a wedding or a party or you're a country club and we and you need napkins and table linens. We will now service all of your needs. That's amazing. I'm all of them or what? Um, I mean, right. linen related needs. Okay. Um, that's amazing. You're such an entrepreneurial family and I, it's inspiring and overwhelming and, uh, overwhelming. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed for Mm. you. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to do with the linens at all. That was Dave's idea. Oh, okay. Cause he's like, you know what? Pool company, laundromat, Mm -hmm. laundry detergent. Mm -hmm. It's not enough. We need more cowbells. We need more cowbell. That's our slogan, I think. You hit it. This family's slogan is we need more cowbell. It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got to do something. I want at least one business. I need da- I need a daily. You have businesses. You write books. You have podcasts. You have an online presence. You yeah. create content. Yeah, what I'm do you mean you don't have businesses? Offline. Oh, offline. Okay. We can work on that. Okay. Happy to help you out. Are you interested in a puppy? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Not even, not even a little bit. Yeah. She's, she's all puppy right now. There's a lot of biting. I can't. (laughs) I love it. I love it for you, Meredith. I know how much you love dogs. So I'm happy for you. I really am. I do. I'm. I'm an animal lover. The problem is I just do. I I love them and I want to have as many as I can, except I don't want to live on a farm, which is really where you should live once you start collecting this many. But I don't want to live on a farm because then you have to do all the farm chores. Listen, if anybody has, Candace and anybody else, if you have suggestions for business (laughs) ideas for me that I could do alone, because I I do everything alone, Mm. business-wise. Uh, let me know. And I'm not kidding. Like I would hire people, but I would need to hire someone to help me hire people. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So how was your week? Why don't we start there? All right. Uh, My week, I am going to become a more positive person. I've been trying to shift the way I speak to the universe. Um. Excuse me, universe. I have been very uh, complainy. I'm 99% sure I've always been complainy. But lately, it's just felt very unattractive to me. Like, I'm unattracted to myself. Like, it's a quality I no longer want to possess. Mm. But it's second nature for me. When someone says, how are you? Or what's been new? It isn't in my nature to start listing all the wonderful things. 
I automatically knee-jerk reactions start listing all the shit that sucks. And um, so this week I've been trying to answer differently and be more positive. So despite my week having some downs in addition to the ups, it's been overall a, a wonderful week and I'm blessed to be alive. I love that. Yeah, I've uh, I've hit some major milestones. Um, share them. I don't know if I want to. Oh, okay. Yet. Okay, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, I started. Uh, but switching gears, I started remodeling my room. I started that project and uh, yes. planning Chloe's birthday party for Saturday. And then I got hit with some form of sickness and mm. um, have laid in the middle of my incomplete room for two days. Uh, which is not a complaint. I'm just saying I, I haven't it's not done. I don't know if we were talking about it on the podcast last time or not, but just an update. The walls are black mostly. Yes. That I've seen on Facebook stories. Yep. And that's as far as I've gotten. Instagram. I took Chloe to the heart doctor today because her triglycerides are high. And they were concerned and wanted to send her to a cardio person. And they listened. And her heart is great and wonderful. We just collectively as a family have to change our eating habits um, and exercise more. And we're like, we have to. I've just been choosing convenience over health for a very long time for all of us. And it's been selfish. And now my kid is paying the price. So um, we're all doing it together so that it's not just a her thing. I'm letting her know oh, in general, yes. like all of us, Caden, even over at uh, her dad's, we're all switching to healthier options. And because it really is affecting her. She's got my DNA. I, that is, I think such positive news for going to the cardiologist and them telling you her heart's beautiful and great and that the shift just has to be diet and exercise because Amen. that's exactly those are things you can control yep and there was I love that me too and I was I was praying that's all it was I was worried about diabetes because all of Drew's sisters have diabetes mm. and so I was tripping about that there's something else that's a little concerning that I want to follow up on. The doctors don't seem concerned, but you know, your girl, mm. if, 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 if there's something to concern about, I'm, I'm going to concern, but it's her alkaline phosphate was very high. And I Googled it and it has to do with either your liver or your bones. And the reason I'm tripping is because the poor kids ha has growing pains like four nights a week. And is in so much pain, she's like crying and can't sleep. And I have to use a massage gun and heating pads and stuff on her legs. Like, it's really bad. So I'm like, hmm. So I start Googling and researching and I'm going to just keep an eye on it. Yeah, I will say that Brian is a big um, growing pains kid. Is he? Yeah. So I think sometimes, and I'm not saying that you should ignore other things because... Yeah clearly. Um, but don't freak getting, about it. Yeah. I mean, Brian will, he will come into our bed crying mm -hmm. because the pains he tells me in his knees and his ankles and his shins. And we, you know, have had him looked at several times, you know, with ortho from an orthopedic standpoint, different things, because 
you know, he has mild CP. So we've always been told that he has shorter tendons in his one leg. And so that can cause pains, but it's in both legs. And so they were like, these are growing pains. This is at the growth plate. Like he was, we were just at the doctor two months ago getting x-rays of his heel because he was complaining that his heel hurt so bad. And it's called Seaver's disease. And it's basically an inflammation of the growth plate. Mm. And that can just happen. So, um, yeah, that's a thing that happens with kids. And she could just be transitioning through a really big growth spurt. Well, she's all, I mean, she's always had them. Uh, and only reason I, I was even concerned is because I'm getting myself checked out, uh, for EDS. And one of the things is if growing up, you have a lot of growing pains, allegedly, there's a better chance that you have this. And so I Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I just want it's got me thinking about her and her growing pains, and I'm just mm-hmm. interested. But yeah, I um, <clears throat> she's got my DNA, dude. Her brother could eat the same exact food and run a marathon and you'll still see his ab muscles. Yeah. And I just think that that's, I mean, there, there is, uh, uh, genetics definitely plays a role, but, and you're, I don't know that you're going to find this interesting. I don't know that anybody in this podcast is going to find this interesting, but since I'm 50% of the podcast, I don't give a fuck and I'm going to talk about it. Oh shit. So I, we just finished a Netflix documentary called um you are what you eat a twin experiment oh my gosh and it was did you watch it no but i'm scared okay so it is probably and i've seen countless when i tell you i've seen countless documentaries on diet exercise the role genetics play we were vegan for years i've been vegetarian i have tried all different diets right Mm -hmm. because like I am somebody who I like to eat well I like to exercise these are things that I enjoy I find this interesting yeah this documentary was by far the best documentary I have ever watched on health and wellness and diet because they were able to literally test this on twins and their genetic makeup is exactly the same and therefore putting one twin on a vegan diet and one twin on a healthy omnivore diet and then watching the differences between the two because they are literally made up from this. They're identical twins. So they're from the same egg and the same sperm. So they have completely the same genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Um, How old were they? Varying. They had a set of young twins that I want to say were in their 20s. 
they had a set of twins that were definitely in their 30. They had 22 sets of twins, but they focused on one, two, three, four. They focused on, in the documentary, there were four or five sets that we saw constantly. And they were from their 20s into their 60s. I'd be so interested to start young and see how developmentally grades and growth and height and all of that would be affected by having the kids on two different times. Obviously, you wouldn't want to do that to a kid, but it would be very interesting because you well, don't... Yeah, but here's the great thing about this study that I enjoyed. The omnivore diet that they had the one twin on was considered to be of the healthiest in terms of it being an omnivore. So the scientists did say, we're not, we're, we're, we're trying to see if going plant-based truly does make that much of a difference. Um, but they also didn't want to be like, you get the shit diet and you get the good diet. Right. But they were saying to them, like, we're giving you the healthiest options that an omnivore can have. And then we're giving these other, the healthiest options a plant-based person can have. And it was it was crazy. I re- I highly recommend that you watch it. Mm, me specifically or anyone? Anyone in general, but you specifically, since you're talking about making healthier changes as a family with your diet, but it's because just, it, it does give you a lot of information, but it's about meat and veganism specifically. It's not like versus, uh, I don't know, like meat, like high carb versus low carb. Like, is it, I guess I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to want to do by the end of it. Am I going to want to be a vegan by the end? Am I going to want to? I I don't, I I wouldn't say that that, but I think you would want to say, okay, I could totally see how adding in um, a ton more plants and maybe going meatless a few days a week is going to make a big change. Like, like we've already talked about, cause we've already been vegan for you know, a couple of years mm-hmm. in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Before before I went back to being a meat eater and then eventually Dave did as well. But like we've already talked about like, hey, after watching this again, we gotta we gotta go meatless a couple days a week. We gotta we gotta eat less meat. We have to consume less meat. We have to consume more plants like we used to be. Um but there's just so many options these days that they give you. And I just found, I found it to be a very interesting documentary and it just really does open your eyes to the, to how, what a, what you eat really is uh, a huge game changer for you. So we can sit and talk about genetics all day, but what I'm saying is this cardiologist told you Chloe's heart is perfect so the emphasis is clearly on diet and exercise. 100%. And thank God, because you can you can make the change. Absolutely. And I have to. Yeah. And I've known for a long time that I had to. And I think I used the old, well, this is just what busy moms do thing. We just microwave. You know what I mean? And my kid, I can't tell you the last time they ate a vegetable other than corn at my house. Mm. Like, it's so hard to admit that. And it's embarrassing. And I'll get a lot of hate, but I just have to be real and acknowledge it because I i mean, I know I'm not the only one, but no, not, no, not even a little bit, but it is clearly my 
I don't know if I use the word laziness, but like I have gone for convenience over health every night for years for all of us. I think a lot of it has to do with um, how we have decision fatigue as parents, as people, as, you know, business owners, as, you know, just in general, I think decision fatigue. And that's why I think it's just so important, like find something to get you guys on the right path. Yeah. That's easy. Whether that be a meal prep service where like a, a home chef or a whatever that sends it right to your door. Yeah. That's what we're doing. I'm, I, there you go. There's and, a place in my town who makes meals. So I'm going to go get some for now go. and then I'm going to order healthy ones. And then eventually I'd like to start making them myself. But Chloe yelled no when I suggested that today. Well, but I think it's great because if you have a place in town that does that and they're giving you these healthy options and you can have those meals, um, eventually, you know, like, cause, cause we've, we've done like home chef on and off for seven years now. And it is great to have the box show up at your door and you've already picked it and you know what it is. And it's, you know, I always pick the low carb nine times out of 10, the low carb option. Mm. And, um, it's, it's very easy. So all I'm saying is make it easier on yourself to start. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready. We bought her a little pink treadmill for her bedroom. She begged for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's on its way here. And because it was really important to me that I don't mention words like weight loss, fat, skinny, uh, or like draw attention to it. So I think I already told you, but I started it off for me. Like I want to get, she didn't even know why we were going to the doctor. I never even explained it because I didn't think I needed to put that in her head. No, I think you're 100% right. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't wait to get healthy. I'm probably going to get a, tr bring the treadmill up in my bedroom or in the house. She said, Ooh, can I have a treadmill? And I'm like, Yeah, but we, you'd have to walk on it and stuff. We can go for walks outside if you don't think you'll use it. She said, I'll use it every day, especially if it's pink. And so I was like, Okay, reverse psychology, let's do it. And we ordered it together. She picked it out. Um, thanks, friends. Yeah. And she, uh, I mean, she started talking like, I can't wear any of the clothes that I have because I'm too fat. I don't like the way my legs look. I only like flare pants because they don't stick out right here, pointing to her thighs. And she mentioned it three separate times, how she didn't like the size of her thighs. And it killed me because I get it. And I know what that's like. And it's so hard because it's like, do you validate her and be like, you know, yeah, we could lose some weight. Let's do it. No, because you don't want to acknowledge it or make it like it's a problem that needs to be fixed. So I don't do that. But I'm like, God, I want to tell her that she's perfect and beautiful and amazing. So I do that. But it's like if she doesn't feel it, then it just makes it look like I'm stupid and am trying to make her feel better. And she won't trust my word. So I'm using the words health, healthy heart, muscles, strong. As a family, let's do it together. It's all of us need it. Yeah, that's and exactly it. Because I'm the same way. I mean, I have a teenage daughter, so we don't discuss. It's not about what you weigh. Are you healthy? Yep. Do you feel healthy? Do you feel strong? Mm -hmm. Are you exercising? Are you putting in the right, are you eating the right things um, to give you that energy? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we have that conversation all the time with, uh, you know, food choices when it comes to 
Cause I still buy, I mean, it's not like, it's not like we don't have treats and things in our house. We absolutely do. But I, with, with Sophia specifically, because she is a, she is a carbaholic. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, listen, the problem with carbohydrates and eating so many of them is that it, it's bad for your heart. Uh My concern is heart health and carbohydrates turn into the wrong kind of saturated fats and things like that. Uh So my concern for you is that we need to put good vegetables and green plants and things inside of you. I'm not saying that you can't have bread or carbs or cookies or whatever, but you also have to exercise to make sure that that heart is doing its work Uh because who doesn't love bread? I mean... Bread is beautiful. It's like sexy. It is sexy. Like it's amazing. It's wonderful. But the problem is once it gets inside of you, you know, the compounds and the structures of it break down and they're not necessarily in a positive manner. So there are switches that we've made that, you know, kids are definitely not a fan of, but it's like whole wheat bread, yeah, whole wheat pastas, different things like that. And, um, you know, with her specifically, I always tell her, you're absolutely gorgeous. I mean, she's so friggin' beautiful. Um, but I was like, I want you to be healthy. I want you to be healthy. That's what I care about. I care about raising healthy, kind, loving people. But bread is beautiful, is it not? Mm. Yeah, we went on the scale today and I I never like go on the scale or bring attention to it. But I was really surprised at what we were at. And um, it can't feel good carrying that around at that age. And so I'm eager to help her and I'm desperately looking forward to it. Like I can't wait to get started for all of us. Good. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. I think it's, I'm just so happy that, that it's just always a relief when you hear, mm-hmm. okay, you you have control over this. Go get it. Go yep. go make that change. Um, so I love that. I was kind of just holding my breath a little bit because I as I'm well sorry. felt your concern about the family history of diabetes, and that was concerning. Yeah. Like you, I don't think you were being ridiculous at all having that concern because when you have a parent who's who has has that in their family directly, meaning like siblings, that's a concern. And also I had gestational diabetes with her. So I thought, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was like, Oh my gosh, what if I jump started the, in the womb? Like, I don't know how any of that works, but yeah, I don't, but we're going to see what yeah. we can do. And it's great. And you've always been so good with the, with your kids, like inspiring, like the dietary changes. And you rate, I remember there was years where you would only feed them like healthy food um, healthier versions. I'm sure that there was, you know, little cheat meals and stuff, but I was so amazed that your kids would all sit down at the table and have vegan dinners. Like I remember being like, I can't imagine trying to fight with my kids to get them to eat the stuff. And your kids, believe me, there was plenty of fighting that happened. You didn't give up is my point. Well, I, for me, I think that when I found out about the, the esophageal tumor, When I was 34 and I was told that odds are it was environmental, Mm 
and it was because of the way I ate growing up. That was all the ammunition I needed to be like, I can't do this to my kids and I have to make a change Mm -hmm. because I ate terribly growing up. Mm -hmm. Terribly. All we had was fast food, uh, lunch meats, pizza, 29 cent hamburger night, Coca-Cola. I would go walk to my, I'd walk to the bus stop in the morning with a Pop-Tart and a can of Coke Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. Um, Because that's what we had in our home. Mm -hmm. I had two parents who worked all the time. There, we were not well off. Yep. We ate uh, very convenient processed foods. Yep. You also remember as a product of the 80s, that was really when they started implementing a huge uh, amount of processed foods on the shelves. Um, and cooking was sort of going by the wayside. And everything was about, can we microwave it? Can we make it fast? And... I'm not blaming my parents for the fact that I grew up and ended up with an esophageal tumor. But what I am saying is that diet, high in sugar, processed carbs, and things like that. I mean, I had a a, a gastrointestinal oncologist tell me that I ate myself into that. What? So I'm so confused because I feel like I've never seen a picture of you unhealthy. I was, I was the, yeah, here's the thing. I was thin. I was always thin. I was just unhealthy. Okay. You wouldn't have known that because it it was destroying my insides. Got it. Got it. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It doesn't always show up on the outside for some people. I had the, my first high cholesterol result at 23. I have been fighting this battle of trying to get my numbers right since I was really able to start controlling some of the things on my own, right? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since becoming an adult, because we, that, we grew up with just, we just ate bad foods. Yeah, thin does not equal healthy. I, I have said that. that time and again. 100%. Thin, yeah, thin I guess does not my, equal healthy. I was thinking in terms of the esophageal tumor. Like to me, there's so many people that grew up eating stuff and being overweight and like visibly unhealthy that don't have like extreme ass tumors. Right, but that there could be something weird obviously in my genetic makeup that right. it was just the perfect storm, right? Because I have still an unidentified autoimmune disease that we can't put a put a label on just yet I don't, but they know it's there they just don't know which one and that could be the reason why I developed it the esophageal tumor but obviously my diet was the, a triggering factor right yeah i just wanted to clarify i know that thin doesn't equal healthy i know that in my bones um, I just was thinking like when you were a kid, 
you were on the show Guts and you won the whole damn thing. And then you always <laughs> played track and you were always active and you were always coaching. So in your history, when I think about it, I don't ever recall a time where you were so unhealthy for such an extended period of time that it could cause such extreme health issues. I have a friend um, who has been thin her entire life, thin to the point where if you look at her, it's almost a little jarring. Um mm. She would say it herself. I'm not talking shit, but it's like you would think something's wrong. You know what I mean? But it's just who she is. And she gets so pissed because people so casually body shame her and say things to her that they would never say to like an overweight person. Like you need to eat a cheeseburger, you know, the classic whatever. And it it really F's up her mental health because no matter what she does, she can't gain weight. So um, to me, it was I wasn't thinking, oh, you were skinny. I was thinking like, weren't you always like athletic? And I feel like, yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like I, I love being active. I've always been an athlete Same. and I've always worked out and exercised the, I think the issue was that what my, my makeup, my genetic material, right. Interacting with the way I was eating, I could metabolize these things and stay relatively thin and look healthy on the outside. But what was happening was I had chronic heartburn from a very young age, Mm. I think because of the diet that I was consuming, Mm -hmm. all of that acid then creates the perfect environment to grow those types of tumors. So crazy. So I have suffered. I remember the first time I told my mom that I didn't feel good. I said, my heart hurts. And that was heartburn. I didn't know that. I was probably like around eight. I remember sitting there crying because my chest was on fire, but I didn't know to, I didn't know what heartburn was. So I said, my heart hurts. Right. So that has been a struggle for me from a very early age. Um, But with making diet changes, obviously I was also, I got lucky when I had the surgery to remove the tumor they did a fundoplication, which is basically where they flip your stomach upside down and put it back in. And the stomach acid doesn't shoot back up your esophagus. So I have not had significant heartburn since the surgery, which is now going on 10 years. That's amazing. So that's been great, you, actually. I'm really happy that you had that. You um, called it fundification? Fundoplication. Yeah, it's not fun, though. It's not fun, though. It's not fun, though. It's not. It's not. Don't flip my stomach upside down, dude. Where is that? I don't like it. What do you mean? Yeah. If they flip your stomach upside down, then isn't... I'm so confused. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything is good. And I get checked every two years now since my... Since my... Since I was 34, I've been checked every two years with an endoscopy to make sure nothing is growing. And to check on my stomach because a lot of times they have to do repairs as you age. Hmm. Are you wearing liners, Invisalign, or like a retainer right now? Me? Yeah. No, why? It looks so shiny. I just brushed my teeth a little bit. Oh, that's probably what it is. I should try that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. What's so, so, all right. Yeah. So we're going to get. Our family healthy and wonderful. What um, else is new with you? Anything other than starting nine businesses and a farm? Um, well, I 
as a result of starting so many more additional businesses in this past year and all of the things that are going on, um, we have actually decided to hire um, an assistant, which we've really not done. Um, or, or that's not true. We used to have one many, many, many years ago. Um, but I was like, are we, are we lying online right now? No, like, no. I was just thinking it? it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but we decided there's, because Dave has been so busy with all of the businesses because he has to do a lot of like the linen deliveries now. And he has to go out sometimes on the pool routes and he has to go down to the laundromat. And he, I need help because he used to do all of the things yeah. for me here at the office. Who is she? Um, so Katie oh, uh, is going to come and help oh. and it's going to be great because she's going to help us with the podcast. She's going to help us with the new platform. Love she's going to help us. Um, she is going to be getting, making sure that we don't forget to pu publish episodes like we do what? or forget to put up promo material like we do. Who does it? And I know because can we, I get, we, can I give her access to my page and she could do it for me too? Or is that too much? Yep. Yep. That way All of those you don't things. have to count on me to do it. Right. Yeah. No. And, and I just, I was like, you know, we were sitting here and, and just like the issues that you've had in the past, it's very hard to find somebody to help you because you have to trust them implicitly. Yes. And, and it's been very difficult, but because she and I are really great friends and she's worked with us on the tour mm -hmm. and she's worked with us on other things. Yeah. I was, I looked at Dave and I was like, I really, there's, if we're going to hire somebody, there's one, only one person that I would consider asking for help. Is she still at the place she was at before? Uh, no, she's been doing all freelance stuff. So oh, it was perfect. actually perfect timing. So I was like, okay, great. So perfect. I just casually called her the other day and was like, so I don't know if you're interested in maybe taking on a dumpster fire as like a part-time thing or mm, I need a what, but I'm in the middle of some chaos. <laughs> Do you want to jump in? The water's fine. <laughs> I love it. And she, um, said yes. So you'll, she will be here to help us with the podcast and get all that stuff going. And hopefully that means that we'll be organized on time. People will know we have a podcast. What? That's crazy. Well, I feel like some, yeah. I feel like sometimes people are like, what do you mean you guys have had a podcast? And it's like, what year did we start doing? This? No, that's all people say. I know, but that's my point. Yeah. Like we've been doing this since what, 2018? Had to be. Remember I was going to start a podcast with another girl and the night before I was going to start it, you confessed your love for me and <laughs> begged me to do a podcast with you. And you're like, pick me, choose I, the me. The best part is I didn't know that you were going to, you were thinking about podcasting. That's a lie. That is not a lie. I had no idea that you were thinking about podcasting. Until I wanted to. You're saying until I told you. Right. Oh, I I'm saying I called you and said, I've been thinking about starting a podcast, but I'd love to co-host it with you. And then you were like, I literally just got offered to do a podcast with another person whom you never told me who it was. Yes, no, she didn't. Somebody in St. Pete. I never got a name. She never told me a name. What did he say? So stupid. He said it was some lady named Karen. It was not Karen. I know. He's so dumb. Anyway, 
point is, I didn't know that you were literally moments away from saying you were going to do a podcast with somebody else when I swooped in. Mm. Okay. Where are you going? It's not how my memory remembers. I There was tears. Excuse me? You were begging and you said, I know that you're going to meet her tomorrow. I know that this is important to you, but I need you. I can't stop thinking about you. Uh, I want you to pick me. Don't go to that interview. And I said, how would I? I can't do this, how? Meredith. I've already committed. And you stood outside of my house with a boombox <clears throat> playing Celine Dion. And here we are, four years later, thriving. No, it's not four years. It's longer? Yes. I started juggling the Jenkins at the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. What year is it? It's oh. 2024. Oh, yeah, damn. It probably is longer. Five? Because we definitely started in 2018. That was right. I, I can't be. I. When did we have our pizza lunch intervention? It was before my first deal with FabFitFun. I was over at the house on Meldon. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I could figure it out if I went through yeah, my Yeah, who photos. cares, though? You're probably right. Jessica How thinks it was 2019. Could it have been? 20? Well, let's see. It's 2018 or 2019. But I will tell you. Um, no, my Facebook no. page wasn't even formed. You can go on my Facebook page and look at when the page was formed. Okay. I have a picture of us podcasting together in 2018. There you go. It was 2018. October 21st, 2018. Is that like our first one or is that just a picture that you randomly found? Um... September. I saw it. What did you do? Wait. I mean, do you remember that? Yes. That was episode two, September 14th. Okay. Take it or leave it. All right. So September of 2014. 10 years? Wait. Hold on. No, 2018. <laughs> September 14th. <laughs> Not 2014. I'm like, wait. <sighs> I was just getting out of jail. Ah, No. We did not have this podcast when you were in jail. That would have been so fun, though. Mm. Agreed. Coming to you live from cell block D. <laughs> I am. Um, ah. A lot of people are concerned about my mental health and my sobriety. Are you frozen or are you processing? No, I was just processing that. Is that do you know that because people are messaging you and, and saying that or? Mm. Yeah. I mean, they, they've always kind of done that, but it's so frequent now that it, I'm concerned about my health and my sobriety. Like, I'm second guessing myself. Like, am I having mental issues? Am I acting like I'm high or drunk? Like, what am I doing that's different? And it's crazy because I think, if anything, this version of me is the most tame out of all the years. Like, I used to rip wax strips off of my lips 
and like paint my husband's name on my forehead and nobody batted an eye. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just I'm so paranoid. It brings back all these feelings of feeling like I need to prove myself back when I was getting high or first getting clean. Um, I remember my uh, the owner of the well, let me not name names. Uh, it's going to be in the second book, but it's okay. I was like forced to get on antidepressants you in go? rehab. You um, and Uh-oh. I didn't want to, but they were, the Tiff. lady was very adamant that I needed to. And Shit. See, so that's when I first started taking them. And on, Tiffany. I just Ruth, feel stop. like I don't have a grip on my behavior sometimes Tiffany. and that other people see things I can't see. Can you guys hear me? It's like an identity crisis thing. It's the paint fumes, Kim. I know. Oh, Tiff. I thought you were just being a really good listener. <laughs> I couldn't hear a word you said. Were you muted? No. Oh, God. That's okay. okay. It was you technically me complaining. So I swear the universe is trying to silence me, bitch. I swear. Listen, I feel like I know you pretty well. Oh, you guys could hear me. Okay. That's awkward. Good. They could hear you. That would have been awkward. I, I, I feel like I know you pretty well. And I have not worried about your sobriety. Thank you. I hope that's comforting to you because I mean it in the most truthful. I have not, I've, I've not been concerned about it. Do I, am I concerned about your mental health? Yeah, but I always am. Right. This is not news. Right. Right. (laughs) I'm concerned about my own mental health. I'm concerned about your mental health. I'm, but, but not because I feel like I, I fe- I'm concerned about your mental health because you've gone through right. major changes in the last year. But not like concerned, like. But I'm not, con- I was never once concerned that you were going to use or fall off the wagon because I know what your kids mean to you. Mm-hmm. And I know that you would not do that to your kids and you are an amazing person who has have worked so hard and I'm not worried about that. It means a lot coming from you because you know me, you know what I mean? On a personal level. And those opinions obviously mean so much to me. The thing is like, I, I would give my life up for my kids in a split second, but as an addict, sometimes it doesn't matter how much you fucking love those kids or how much you want to be a good mom or how present you want to be addiction is a strong mother effort. And as much as I hate to say it, the kids would not be enough if I wanted to use and had the means and thought I could get away with it. I, I worry not just me, but for anybody like the kids, it wouldn't be enough. I think the thing that. That is a really, you're so right. And you're so smart and you are so The fact that you admit to that, I think, just solidifies how dedicated you are to the journey of Mm. being sober. Thank you. I've seen it. Because you're right. I shouldn't have said it the way I did. I think that it's hard for me to understand that because I don't have the mindset of of addiction. Yeah. And I didn't think 
And I don't think anybody would think anything negatively about you saying that. It was beautiful and it was so true. I just I just know I've seen it time and freaking time again with you're people right. I care about. And if you're not an addict, you don't freaking know. You know what I mean? Like it's so hard to fathom drugs being more important than your kids. And it's so hard to imagine that. And it's not even like it's great. Addiction is so fucking powerful, dude. And it scares mm -hmm. the crap out of me. And I think the only reason I think it bugs me when people say stuff like that is because it makes me not want to go live. It makes me not want to be visible. It makes me not want to be out there because I'm like, dude, everybody's looking at me. Everybody is forming opinions about me and then leaving them about me. And I start to like overthink my actions and my behaviors. And then I get in my own head and I make things so much worse. Um, and so that's the only reason I think it bugs me is because I feel like I can't be my true weird self. I can. I know I can, but that's what I yeah. tell myself. People are going to think well, you're high if you make it too weird. I. <laughs> yeah, I and I'm sorry that that happens because mm. when you are that weird ass mofo that you are. That's where the magic lives, you know? Yeah. I, it's who you are. Thank you. Yeah. So I, yeah, I hope, I hope you can um, sort of block those things out because I'm trying. Um, I think I'm extra sensitive. Well, I think you're allowed to be, we've talked about this for, you know, quite a while now since, since, you know, since the beginning <laughs> when you were going through the divorce, it, I don't think there's a timeline on grief and a timeline on healing and a timeline on, um, getting to where you feel completely like yourself again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, you know if I'll ever be that version any again anyway. No. You know what I mean? No. Mm -mm. It's like I'm in the cocoon getting smushed to smithereens and pretty soon I'm going to be a glorious winged insect, but for right now I'm just in a dark suffocate. No, that sounds dark. I'm not. I'm actually good. <laughs> like it's it's cozy in my cocoon. It's pretty peaceful in here. Every now and then people peek in and they're like, you're not doing it right. You're not cocooning the way you're supposed to cocoon. You're being too loud. You're being too quiet. You're being too awkward. You're being too mean. Cocoon differently. But I don't know. I'm kind of at the place where everybody can just fuck right off. There you go. There you go. That's somebody's 100%. Somebody said that I, you were rubbing off on me. Because mm. I, I don't know. I'm just not as worried of offending people anymore like or pissing them off or being mean or standing like I'm not worried about it because for a while my biggest fear was upsetting people and not having juggling the Jenkins anymore um and it's not a fear anymore uh, so I don't give a sh shit I mean I give a shit not to be an asshole I'm not trying to be an asshole but like <clears throat> I I get you yeah and and I think that you're right and it's I'm I'm proud of you uh, you were thrown so much over this past year. <laughs> I mean, it was just, and I, I, I had a front row seat. Yeah. From the beginning. And I was, I was floored from the first hit. You, yeah. You I was, I was floored. So uh, what I, I know, floored. you picked me up off the floor. I, I collapsed on the floor. You did. And you picked but me up. I am, I couldn't, 
I couldn't be more proud of of you. Thank you. So I hope I hope that keeps you warm in your cocoon. Mm, that does. And um, you always know that I'm here. Yes. We're all here for you. So you're doing you're doing great. I'm I, I'm loving all of the new updates from this week. Yeah. Um. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I Ew. hope we remember to post it. No, shut up. What? We can't end it here. We have to talk a little bit more about you, dude. I swear we can't end it with me talking about my shit and you giving me compliments because I feel like that's all I do now is me talking about my stuff and other people like petting me and telling me that I'm doing great. <laughs> and I want it to be a we have to talk about you for at, at least one more minute, please. We can't end it on me. Okay, so the last thing we'll talk about, and it'll be really, really quick, is uh, Monday morning, I go into the hospital at 5 a.m. for surgery for the removal of my right ovary, possibly left ovary, and fallopian tubes. Meredith, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I'm like, people it's think all- I'm high. They're removing <laughs> your fallopian well, I don't actually know if I have fallopian tubes because I don't know if they took them when they did the hysterectomy, but I guess they probably didn't. But the doctor was concerned because the right ovary is enlarged. And he's like, if you have fallopian tubes, I'm going to remove them because they're a cancer risk. Um, and he said he's going to try to leave me with one one ovary if the left one is still good so that I don't go through full menopause. But either way... Um, I'm ready for the surgery. I'm ready for this to be done. Oh my gosh. How intrusive is it? Do they go up through your vag? No, it's laparoscopic. Nobody's going in my vag. What? Uh, I don't know what laparoscopic means. They're going to put the two. The, what? I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. Butthole? I don't know. Yeah. You think they're going to go in my butthole to take out an ovary? I really don't know science. Okay. So they're going to cut teeny tiny little slits and stick robot arms into my stomach that have little clippers on the end and they're going to take them out and then remove them through said holes in my tum-tum. Way better than going up my butthole. Dis a fucking gree. (laughs) I would rather them go up there with their hands, their gloved (gasps) hands and pull them out. Then do a, a creepy crab robot surgery. Yeah, you the visual. I didn't. I I hate it. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. So how's the recovery? No. Um, I gave myself three days. I'm not. That's not what I asked. I don't actually know what the recovery what the is, but on my calendar, I literally wrote down: you may recover Monday, day of surgery; Tuesday, day after; and Wednesday, if necessary. Oh my God, we are two different people, bitch. <laughs> and then I was like, Thursday, you have shit to do. This is what's on your calendar. So that's what I wrote on my big old lady calendar on my desk. Um, I don't know what the actual uh. And and it's funny because Dave's only concern was when can we have sex yeah, after no the surgery? Shit, of course. He's like, your so, mouth isn't getting surgery. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so I don't actually know what it is, but I did give myself three days because I felt like it's longer than a weekend, but it's shorter than a work week, and I should be able to process by that time. Fucking wild, dude. <laughs> we are not the same. I'd be like, I can come back maybe October. That might be pushing it. I'll let you know. <laughs> 
when I'll be. No, better. we're going to podcast next week on Thursday. All right. I'm not taking any time off. Well, let's not say what you're not doing until we're we're there. You know what I mean? Let's just Okay. Well, I'll give you an update. Uh, I'll give you an update by Tuesday and I'll tell you how I'm feeling on Wednesday and then we'll podcast Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. You no, know I can't sit still. There's only so much Netflix and Hulu I'm going to be able to watch while I'm sitting there. Right. I mean, I'm not going to get right up after surgery and start cleaning the house or anything. I'm going to clean the house on Sunday. Do you see the comments? What? Everybody says two to four weeks is typical. 10 days is typical. Give yourself at least a week. Like Right, but I can't take 10 days off of work. So what I'm saying is I will do things slowly. I can podcast like this. I'm yeah. not doing jumping jacks. I'm not going to go do yard work. I'm not going to go run. I'm just saying I will be up and around and about after a few days because otherwise I'll go crazy. I won't pick up heavy things. Okay, all right. So you're not I like... Won't do no. Ridiculously. No. I, I'm All I'm saying is I don't think I can physically be confined to a bed past day three. Yeah. And then I'm going to want to kind of be up and moving around. I'll drink my coffee on the couch. I'll put so the dogs out back. I'll do normal things. Okay, cool. I love it. Yeah. Jessica just goes, Tiffany just wants you to know she can't podcast because you're having surgery next week. <laughs> Uh, oh that's so funny that is too funny what if you're like i'm good and i'm like honestly i'm still a little rattled from the removal <laughs> i don't think i can do it this week yeah no but on the positive side i already have the holes that they're going to go in from a previous laparoscopic surgery so they're already there <laughs> so it's actually going to no, be a little bit easier no it's, no, it's not it is. No, because they have to cut through scar tissue. Oh, oh okay. my gosh. I can't picture cutting through scar tissue. I can't think about it. It's Listen, making, I'm unwell. You're already trying to get out of podcasting next week by being ridiculous. Not true. I love being here, but I really hate the idea of slicing through a scar, dude. I don't know why, but it's it's almost like your armpit bumps. It's giving me the same feeling. My armpit bumps. Oh, that's the other thing I think I'm going to do this year because I'm going to hit my medical deductible. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's hilarious. I, so I think I'm going to get my armpit lumps removed this year too. Thank goodness. I'll do it if you want. Yeah. I, just... I have to, I have to get them out because I've noticed that at, when I wear a tank top now, all I see is the big lump on the one side. I think it's growing. That's not good. Well, I'm not worried. I don't think it's bad. I just think that it's, I mean, because if, I've already had it looked at. Okay. That was going to be, but my I'm going to have them removed because it won't cost me anything out of pocket. It's a good my thing. lovely lady lumps. I'm going to get those taken out. Yeah. So are you happier that we're ending the podcast on this note? <laughs> if I had a choice, I wouldn't have picked ending on your lady lumps. Oh, cause I lose sleep over them. <laughs> But I'm very glad that we're ending it on you because I feel like I've been so self-centered for like months no. now and I'm ready to just have everything not be Years. about me. But you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bitch. You're such a fucking a-hole. If I didn't have this to look forward to each week, I would be so sad. Oh. What? Well, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And I, you, I'm 
said a lot of nice things. I can't. I love this. This is like my favorite part of the week. Oh my God. Everybody's like, can we end on a puppy update? I told you guys, she is a biter. She, (laughs) she has been, she actually has been really great for Ruth. Ruth and her have been playing nonstop. Ruth is laying on the floor right next to her right now. And it was like, it was like Ruth needed this. She needed a friend. So I'm very happy. So it makes me happy because Ruth has been great with the puppy. And, um, I'm not super excited because I think we rescued a dog who's going to be a giant. So that makes me nervous. But I think this puppy is going to be probably as big as Ruth, if not bigger. What kind of dog? Uh, uh, German Shepherd American Bulldog. Huh. I don't know anything. I know those dogs separately, but not together. Right. Well, I don't, it wasn't supposed to happen. It was the neighbor's bulldog got into the backyard of the German Shepherd. (laughs) Well, not literally. I mean, literally, but then you can't make babies in the backyard. You know what I mean? Why can't you make babies in the backyard? That's my favorite place to make babies. What are you talking Um, about? I meant the beehole. Ew, Meredith, I never thought you meant butthole (laughs) when you said backyard. Nobody calls it that. Oh, that's what Dave calls it. He calls it the backyard. He said, I want to go in the backyard. (laughs) That's how he gets you in sexy mood. For the beef. I want to weed whack that back. Yeah, he always asks if he can play my back nine. Join us next week for (laughs) another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice ish podcast hosted by two clearly struggling moms who have have no no idea idea what we're doing. doing. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. Thank you so much for all the nice things that you're saying in the chat, everyone, about how much you love the podcast. That makes me feel really good. Us feel really good. Me mostly because everything's about me. Love you. Bye. Okay. See you next week.